Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. You don't have to personally, people ask me what I did at Disney, and I said nothing. I said I just made things, made sure things got done. So I hired great people, let them do their job, train Gave them a clear expectations and, uh, you know, treated them well. You know, treating people badly is a bad idea. Hey, Rudder Nation. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut, the podcast that shares encouraging stories and practical tools to help pull you out of your rut into a life worth living. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in this episode, we're going to be joined by retired Walt Disney World executive Lee Cockrell, who is revising a book of his called Career Magic. So we're going to talk about the three E's and how you can advance your career by uh, education, exposure, and experience. I said those out of order, but that's okay because we're going to kick it off talking about exposure anyway. Uh, so if you've ever heard Lee Cockrell on his show, Creating Disney Magic, you'll love having him on this show and listening to this episode. So sit back and relax unless you're trying to do a paper cut fight, which sounds really brutal. I don't know why you would do that, uh, but stop doing that because they might get infected and you have to lose an arm and all that good stuff. Uh, but anyway, here we go. All right. I'm here with Lee Cockrell, who just went through a hurricane, which I know you're supposed to keep these things evergreen. But, uh, yeah, now you'll just start trying to figure out which hurricane is he talking about. Well, that's the mystery. Uh, Lee, how are you doing? Oh, we're good. <clears throat> we didn't have really any issues at our house. But, boy, Florida's a mess. Yes. Right now. It is a, really a disaster over on the Gulf side. But, uh, no, we just kind of – we didn't even lose power. Everything was fine. So we feel blessed. And uh, – Big cleanup, though. It's yes. Be a while. Yeah, I just saw a video clip of the, uh, is it that bridge highway that goes through the, the Keys? Yeah. And there are complete sections that are just gone. And I thought, oh, wow. They're, they're yeah, got it, some... it was amazing. Yeah. And I've been through many of these, and and uh, I think this one must have been the worst ever. Yeah. So, I, I love sometimes, I, I don't know, I, I respect, I think that's the better way to say it. I respect how... Mother Nature will remind us from time to time who's really in charge <laughs> and who's uh, really stronger. Uh, it doesn't reveal her plan very far in advance. No, no, not at all. And so you got something like this bridge that, you know, whoever built that and designed it thought this is impervious to anything that could be thrown at it. And then your sections are missing. And you're like, oh, wow, that's humbling. Um, and so I have no idea how that's going to transition to the conversation we had planned, but that's <laughs> what we started with. Uh, so uh, now for those of you who don't know, Lee uh, was uh, a senior executive leader with Walt Disney World, uh, the resorts. Um, and he's he's climbed, though, from being a cook, serving in the Army to being that senior executive. So it wasn't like just overnight Boom, he's an executive. So if there's somebody who knows about career management, career growth, uh, it, it's Lee because he did it for himself and he helped coach other people to uh, grow in their careers. And there's a great book that he came out with a few years back called Career Magic. Uh, and so that's what I, I asked Lee to join us and talk about because in that book – uh, Lee, you talk about the three E's and how they're important for somebody's career to thrive. Uh, can you, you tell us about uh, its education, experience, and exposure? Uh, tell us about each one of those things and how it helps our careers advance and grow on a level we didn't expect or uh, maybe that we want it to, but we just never, don't know how to go about it. Yeah, well, you know, for me, it 
became more clear that those three were the right three because I didn't graduate from college, went two years and promptly flunked out for not going to class. But uh, that'll hurt. Yeah. (laughs) I think a lot of parents and a lot of people say, just get a great education and that'll take care of everything. And that's not true. Uh, I would say the best education you get is experience in your, in your life and your career and exposure, which is one of the problems a lot of people have. They're still in their little town. They've never been anywhere. They don't know anybody. It's not, doesn't look like them. And, um, so when I left Oklahoma, I was 20 years old, went in the army and, uh, I didn't know anybody that wasn't, didn't look like me. And, uh, and uh, that changed pretty quick when you get in the army. And then I moved to Washington, DC. And let me tell you, everybody's from everywhere uh, yes. in the world. And then you go in the hotel and hospitality business and everybody is from everywhere because that's an entry level. And it's just people go to those jobs and you, you work with them. You, you go out with them, you, uh, and they become your friends. They, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you have this new appreciation through that exposure in life to uh, that everybody's great and uh, great people. And it has nothing to do with religion or sexual orientation or anything. And uh, so it, ch- it changes you. You're not the person you were. And and then experience. I had a lot of great experience. Oh, yeah, I worked in the Army. I was a cook. I've been a waiter. I've cleaned rooms. I've worked in casinos. I've worked uh, all over. Uh, and um, let me tell you what, there's no employee that they know when I come to a job that Lee knows because I've done it. I know all the bad behavior that's going on. I know I might even have participated in it if they would, <laughs> you know, back in the day. And um, and once you know, you know, and it raises your self-confidence. It raises your performance uh, and it raises your relationship and uh, with the people you work with because they have a high regard for people who, who know how to do what they do. And um, so when you think about it, education is great, but it'll probably be <clears throat> uh, changed pretty rapidly, the things you learned in college. But experiences, once you got experience, it's burned into your soul. You can never... You know, you did it. I worked in the oil fields out at 110 degrees in the oil fields. No, that that never leaves. I know, I remember that very well. And the people I worked with and uh, how they treated me and uh, making sure I don't ever treat people that way. And then this exposure to the world. I, when I, I left Oklahoma, I'd never been anywhere. And I've done work and I've traveled to 48 countries in the world. And I know people from everywhere. As I laugh, sometimes I tell people, I've got friends named Mohammed. <laughs> When I was in Oklahoma, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jose and Ricardo and Maria and and on and on and on and on. And uh, it's just a uh, it's just a, an enlightening uh, makes you a better person. I know. I'm not the same person I was when I left twenty years or got fifty. Yeah, years it's, ago. it's really interesting how that that exposure to you're, you're talking exposure in terms of different types of people, different walks of life. And uh, that exposure pulls you out of your comfort zone. Like you, you only knew one world, the the great big metropolis known as Ardmore, Oklahoma. And, you know, now you're living in places like New York City and, and uh, Paris even and uh, Washington, D.C. And, and you, you learn that there's more than one way to see the world and there's more than one way to tackle a problem. And, and if you learn to embrace that diversity and these different ways of thinking and seeing the world, uh, it makes you 
more capable to handle any problem that comes forward. I think, uh, is that what you've also found? Like seeing different ways also allowed you to tackle a problem with different options. Yeah, there's not much that bothers me. I've kind of been there, seen it. Uh, you know, when you work in the hotel business, everything that happens in real life happens in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the employees, with the guests, with your boss, uh, the good behaviors, bad behaviors. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it just, uh, it reduces, I think, experience reduces a lot of anxiety because you, you know, you said earlier, how does it relate to what we're talking about uh, today? And it, I guarantee you, careers are like hurricanes. <laughs> they come and they hit and they blow and they go and they come back again someday. And, and uh, I always said it's like a roller coaster. You have those beautiful ride up, it's slow and quiet, and then you have a disaster. You get fired. You you're, you get a boss you can't work with. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. A recession, nine eleven, hurricanes, and. Um, pandemic <laughs> it, it, it makes you very resilient and uh and i think then you handle things more calmly uh people trust you more because they uh they sense that confidence that uh he's not going to overreact he's not going to treat me badly he's not going to raise his voice to me he's not going to yell at me and um all of a sudden people uh like working with you <laughs> yes yeah it sounds like uh experience combined with uh, exposure to not just diversity, but exposure to different types of work even uh, gives you that confidence that's needed to handle crisis as it arises as a leader. Oh, yeah. I mean, it does. And uh, I just uh, one thing I worry about is enough people are not getting out of their village and going out and getting exposure to the world. Uh, I, 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 I talk about this all the time. Get out of your little village uh, because nothing's going to change there. And uh, you you can change, but it won't change if you stay in the same place. And uh, and the education part, I finally got that, not with a college degree, but I woke up one day and realized after moving to Washington and New York and L.A. and all, how much I didn't know, how ignorant I was. And I started listening to tapes, reading more, taking courses, and all of a sudden um, I, I, uh, I, I learned things I should have probably learned 10 years before, but I didn't. But uh, once you figure out how little you know, the world's a big place. It's very complex. And it's. Uh, and then I learned also what I didn't know. I hired people around me to take care of that. So <laughs> <laughs> our experts and uh, let them do their job. Yeah. And those are the kind of things that have really made me successful. And as I put in this book, uh, you know, uh, each one of those lessons, you don't know them when you're going through them. But you know them after you've been through them. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, when you're in the middle of a disaster or working for somebody, you just can't, you hate it. Uh, you're not being treated right. Uh, that you That's a learning that uh, you don't realize till later. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, when was a time in your career, uh, whether it was at Walt Disney Company or with Marriott or anywhere else, where those three pieces came together perfectly to help you handle a situation? So your education, your experience, and your exposure gave you all the right tools so that when this crisis came up, whatever the crisis was, uh, you had everything you needed to come up with a decision like that, a plan, and everybody just said, wow, okay, yes, we'll do the thing that Lee just said. Yeah, I mean, I would say my early career, I had eight years with Hilton. I was just doing my job. I wasn't paying. And matter of fact, I didn't have as much exposure as I wish I had because I was working six days a week. So I was living in L.A., but I wasn't seeing L.A. 
And but again, uh, after that, I I would say it started at Marriott because they really focused on your training and development and and getting you exposed. And I worked for them. I traveled to Hong Kong. I traveled to Poland, all over the world doing work. So I, they gave me that exposure that I probably would have never done by myself. I, you know, I went to Poland before the before the wall came down. It was still, and that experience is like whoa. You get off the plane and people there with machine guns. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, and going in the stores and there was no food, there was no nothing. And and it's changed today. And But then I was really, by the time I got started with uh, Disney, then I had really accumulated a ton of experience and exposure and uh, had been reading and taking courses and getting really excited about uh waking up every morning, knowing more than I did when I went to bed, you know? And uh, so uh, it was, it's progressive. It's like, if you decide to do it, you can do it. And I tell people, don't underestimate what you can do. Uh, All you got to do is start doing it and don't blame your mother. Don't blame you were poor or you're from some third world country. Forget all that. You've got, it's all, I tell people, it's all in your brain. Your brain lies to you. Your brain tells you, you can't do something. It's a big lie. And you listen to it. And uh, your brain lies to you because over your lifespan, things have been put up there to make you insecure and feel like you're nobody and not having a college degree and growing up in a little racist town. And uh, all of a sudden, your brain tells you that's all true. And then when you get out and get exposure, you find out it's not true. Yes. Yeah. It's It's almost like you've held yourself back through like a million tiny paper cuts and – you know, it's all these things that just add up over time that make you think, yeah, that you aren't worthy of or capable of. And then uh, you just have that catalyst moment, hopefully, that says, wait a second, I'm exactly where I need to be right now with the things I need to take that first step to the thing I need to do. Uh, and it, I feel like I'm just shouting at myself because that's kind of where I'm going through right now. I'm like, yeah, OK, I, I listen to my own show here. We got to do this. So, uh, Well, the thing is, I think that you probably can't do it. Until you break out, I mean, I couldn't, I could not have ever come to that conclusion until I got out of the environment I was in. You've got to extricate yourself from the environment that's holding you in and not giving you this assurance that, and, uh, and when I tell people, if your life's not going the way it is, I don't care where, just leave. Go live in New York, Washington, somewhere. You won't starve to death. You'll find something to do. You'll get a job. You can go to Salvation Army. But get out of that place that makes you feel like you can't do anything or be anybody. Because that's what's trapping you. When you're in an environment, you you become like the environment. Because that's the way, that's the problem in politics. If you hang around the people that say the same things their whole life and you never hear anything different and you believe everything, that's what you are. That's what you become. And uh, that's one thing I just... And it's hard for a lot of people. Their parents don't want them to move. They want you to stay here. Wait, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm going to tell you right now, you don't do what your parents want. You do what you need to do with you and your family. And uh, so my mother wanted me to stay in Oklahoma and become a dentist. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Really? No. I've had so much fun. I've lived all over the world. And uh, so... uh, there's something inside you when you've been exposed. Yes. Uh, and you can't shut it off, right? It's just like. You can't get rid of it. Exactly. Yeah. You can't forget it. Like you can forget things you learned in school. <laughs> yes. It's almost like the movie The Matrix where you have the choice between the red pill and the blue pill. And you, you take the red pill and it just opens your eyes to what's possible. And there's like, 
I don't want to go back. You know, it's uh, absolutely. It's just, a, and it's that easy. Yeah. It seems hard, but it's not. Just do it. And what's going to happen? You can always move back to that place if it doesn't work out, <laughs> you know. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Plug back in for a little bit before people notice and then get right back into it, exactly. uh, whatever the dream may be. Uh, the risk is low. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people uh, would be surprised by that. You know, they, uh, I mean, I've, again, I've mentioned, I've gone through it myself where I've talked myself out of, you know, venturing out or writing a book. And uh, now I realize I'm 46 and it's like, wait a second, I am not getting younger. Uh, my last physical just proved that I am getting older. Uh, so what am I going to be doing with this life? And uh, so it's like stepping out of those comfort zones and forcing myself out of those comfort zones and realizing I have the knowledge, I have the ability, I have the capability. Uh, do I have the will to go make it happen? That's the only thing I need to plug in. And I've got the formula. Uh, and uh, it's just, it's, it's amazing to hear you say it. It's like, yes, I'm on the right track. I'm doing it. Uh, now you've got this book, Career Magic, and you wrote it back in, I believe, 2015. Is that correct? 2016? Someone in yeah, that ballpark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you gave it a facelift, I heard, uh, through uh, your show, actually. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, I was reading it again. First, I did for two reasons. First, it wasn't edited very well when I first did it. My wife about killed me because <laughs> he, her mother was an English teacher. And, uh, I, you know, I said, I've written six books now and I don't know where the commas go. But uh, and the semicolons. But uh, so she said, get this redone. It needs a lot of work. So I got a really great editor. They edited it. And then I went back through it and basically added some things. But at the end of every chapter, I added insights. A list of what you learned in this chapter, just to emphasize, okay, you just read this. Now, here are the eight points that you rethink these right now. So you start to figure out how, what action should you take from what you just learned. So uh, and that's what mainly I uh, did is because I, in the first book, Creating Magic, I had insights at the end of every chapter. And people really have told me they really like that. Uh, uh, what were the main points I should have learned, Lee? And those are the main points that to help you make your right decisions. So uh, that's a big learning for me to start anything I do now is that when you even give a speech, I'll, you know, summarize the main points at the end. Okay. Here's what you just heard for an hour. Yes. One, two, three. It's like you that know, old take adage. Take care of yourself. So that means get sleep, eat right, and then exercise. That's what I just talked about. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and forget all the other stuff I said, you know. It, so, it's really interesting, right? It's like, tell them what you're going to tell them. 
tell them and then tell them what you told them. It, it, it applies even, sounds like, to books. Every single chapter, if it's a nonfiction book, uh, you probably wouldn't do it in a, no, in a fiction novel, but uh, at least with a nonfiction, if we're trying to teach people some concepts. Um, I'm saying this mostly for myself because I just jotted down insights at end of each chapter because I'm working on my self-edit right now before I hand my manuscript off to my editor. So yeah. and, <laughs> I just got know, bonus you content. Might, you're writing a book. You might want to think about what is it that I want to uh, – teach people in this chapter so then at the end you'll know what the you're going to put the insights in there you know it's not just blah 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 but here's the three four five things that are important and uh, that 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 that'll you know it's like uh, people ask me what i did at disney and i said well the main thing we do at disney is hire them right train them right and treat them right you know <laughs> okay that's the insight Forget all the other stuff. You do those three things. Let me tell you what, you will have no problems. Yes. And, and, and you, uh, sometimes we go on and on and we don't get to the point. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so and, and it sounds like you also updated about like 15 to 20 percent of the book. So it's like not just the insights, but there's some other things that updated. You got a copy editor who cleaned up the commas and pieces like that. Uh, <laughs> so folks probably are trying to race out and get the older copy so they can compare. But don't don't worry about that, guys. Just just get the book, get the knowledge. Uh, good now, thing, by the way, is most Americans are not very good either, because I only got about four comments over the last five years about the grammar <laughs> and, and people telling me the book was great. Because they didn't know any more than I did, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, and I mean, you share your own story in there and it's it's very compelling. Uh, and, and you get to see like, ah, this is where he learned this and this is where he learned this. And, and I kind of went through something similar and I can learn from that, too. And, oh, wow, you know, that's the, the hurdle I've run into and didn't realize. Uh, and, and so it's it's the story is there and the lessons are there. Uh, and I think if that's the case, then. Folks probably don't care as much about the. Don't tell your wife I said this. She doesn't listen to my <laughs> show, so we should be okay. Uh, well, you know more than you think you do. That's the problem, right? You see, you're your own worst enemy. I yeah. was too. Yeah, and uh, I mean that goes only for only your brain knows what's holding you back. Nobody else knows. <laughs> exactly, and it's just uh, you know, there's only so many times when you can hear somebody telling you, or a bunch of people telling you, why haven't you like published this, or why haven't you created a business around this? Why haven't you created a training program for this? And, you know, there's only so many times you can hear that before you realize, wait, why haven't I? Uh, and, and that's if you get to that point. I think there are a lot of people out there who still kind of just think, man, I wish that, you know, things were just better somewhere. Like they don't take that responsibility for themselves and say, wait, I am in control of my own destiny here. Uh, the one thing that matters most is discipline. If you're going to do it, then you got to get up every day. I wrote my books. I write from 8.30 to 10.30 every morning until I'm done. Every morning, seven days a week. I schedule it. It's in my calendar. Sometimes I write for half an hour and I'm brain dead, so I put it down. But schedule the priorities in your life if you want to get them done, and you will get them done. If you write every day for two hours, you're going to get done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Instead of, you know, watching TV or screwing around and uh, you got to – when you start to schedule what you want to complete, it'll be in your calendar. You'll stop at 8.30 and you'll write. And next thing you know, you got a book. Right. It's it's kind of like they say about your checkbook, like where, where your money goes. That's kind of where your heart is or your mind. It's <laughs> the same with your calendar. It, it's whatever you're putting on your calendar is where your heart really is. Uh, so if you're saying like a goal to start a business or to get a promotion or to go back to school, to get a certification, whatever it is uh, right. that – 
you, you put the time in your calendar every single day to get closer and closer to that achievement, that's where your treasure is and, and you protect it. It sounds like, I mean, you, you're writing every day, 8.30 to 10.30, and, and you've got six published books to show for it, uh, plus a speaking career. And, uh, you know, it's, it, but it's because you put the time in, you know, the things that people don't typically see. And Well, you have time, by the way. You know, during the pandemic, we didn't have anything to do. Yeah. So my partner and I developed the Cockerell Academy and it has 10 courses in it. It's a subscription rate and it's they're great. And the reason we did it is we said, well, what are we going to do? There's nothing else to do. Let's <laughs> use our time. Let's get off the couch. And so we did it for like an hour and an hour tomorrow, an hour, next hour, hour, hour. Next thing you knew, we were done. And, you know, we it's like you have the time. Do you have the will? <laughs> do you really want it? Yes. And it's just like, you know, you hear a lot of stories of folks who, you know, maybe their business is closed up shop or, uh, but then on the flip side, so many folks who just reinvented themselves or made an adjustment and both had the same amount of time in front of them. And it's, it's, what do they choose to do with it? Where do they choose to let their minds go? Uh, do they? Yeah. And you are the solution. <laughs> yes. It's, it's like, that's, that's the good news. Right. And also the bad news. It's, it, yeah, it's like, yeah, you are <laughs> your mother uh, was not going to write the book for you. Oh yeah. man. Oh man. I, I probably wouldn't want her to uh, only because you know her English <laughs> is still broken. She's from Thailand. <laughs> oh, she might still make your bed for you, but she won't uh, write. Oh no, no. She would choose tiger mom. She'd make me make my own bed. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd probably get spanked for it too. I'm like, I'm 46, mom. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, I was 46 when I joined Disney. Oh, and, wow, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, it was a new, uh, just, we did it. And uh, who knew? I mean, I'd been married 17 years, and my wife said, like, you know, go to France, open Disneyland Paris, Disney, let's go do it. Yeah. And uh, we, it could have not worked out, but I figure I can still get a job as a waiter if I have to. I, <laughs> We're not going to starve. Yeah. There's always a plan B, right? There's there's always a... Yeah. And when you're doing it, it's sometimes it's miserable, you know, for two, a year, two years, or however long it takes you to achieve that. I mean, yeah. But if you stay on it, you'll get on the other side of it. Yeah. And just plug away. And and so your first project when you went to Disney was to open Disneyland Paris? Right. Yeah. No pressure there, right? <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> That was rough. <laughs> oh man, I, you know most leaders they get in and maybe they, they work on like some small little quick win for the organization to prove themselves or get a feel for the lay of the land. Uh, they they threw you right in there to open that. That I was I oh man I think I was in high school when that opened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm about to start in '79, so you were a baby, probably. Yeah, <laughs> was, we opened uh, 30 years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I was so probably 16. yeah 16. Yep. Yeah, learn to drive, and uh, you know the only the only thing that's still the same then as now is I could barely grow facial hair. I think that's, well, that's <laughs> good for you. That's so, a good thing. It's the Asian genes. <laughs> I tell everybody in the world. They say, "What do you recommend?" I said, "Shave." <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh man, I, I think I finally got to an age where I, I do got to I have to shave daily if I want to look clean at work. Um, but hey, I got a mirror and a razor. I put it in the shower. One of those sticks on the wall, uh -huh. and I shaved in one. 30 seconds at night and in the morning. Just, oh, man. 
when you don't have a big beard, you can go quick and <laughs> more bonus content here. I got a life hack. I never knew I needed. <laughs> I got to save time, man. I'm, I'm too screwed up. I need, I'm always worried about time. Oh man. That's brilliant. Now, um, I think the dumb question I had is, uh, so career magic, um, if you, if you don't know by now, because the pandemic made us very, very adept at buying online. Uh, so I know the book is on Amazon. Um, but if somebody just is adamant and they don't want to buy the book off of Amazon, are there other places where they could buy the book? Oh yeah. That's at Barnes and Noble and that's wherever books are sold. I mean, it's a, actually, we just got an offer from China. They want to publish it. And you know, my first book's in 22 languages, career magic or creating magic. And, and uh, universities are using my books now as textbooks because the kids today are, we're finding out they don't want theory. They want real life. How do you do it? What? And uh, so that's been, we did a course for the university of Northern Arizona it's an online course the students take. Uh, we're talking to other schools right now. And and uh, practical. Kids want practical advice, not some uh, theory that was written in 1941, you know, about. So I think that's pretty much. Uh, uh, and, and, they, and I think the young people today would need encouragement to go do their thing. And uh, so, yeah, it's been fun. I love working with students. I'm even deep working with high schools, too. Because they need a lot of encouragement of get out there and do these things. Even if you don't uh, have a college degree, get a good job, be the best at it, and then you'll get promoted. I don't care if it's cleaning bathrooms, be the best bathroom cleaner in the world's ever seen, and you'll be in charge of the bathroom cleaners. You know, I mean, it's just become an expert in something, and experience does that. If you do it every day, you'll be an expert. It sounds like, uh, I mean, you called it discipline. It sounds like a lot of it is also the attitude you bring in every day. You know, if you come well, in like, oh, this job sucks. Like, you know, yeah. I would say 85% of your life is attitude, good or bad. Yeah. And you it, create most of your problems. Right. <laughs> I said the one question you should ask every day when you have a problem in your life, no matter what it is, is it my fault? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whose uh, fault is it you haven't written your book? Yeah. Oh, oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's your fault. <laughs> I, I, I tried to place blame on that one and it just kept, my name kept coming up. I'm like, what is this? Ah, man. Okay. <laughs> 99% of the problems of everybody's life is their own fault. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, there's so much truth. About it. I mean, that is the truth. Um, you know, that the variation of that question that you would ask is, is this my fault? Um, I had a previous leader who taught me it's, you know, where in this, is it my fault? You know, what is it I brought to this situation and what is it I can bring to the situation now to help correct it? And, um, you know, just taking that out. And then of course the army, you know, what's the maximum range of an excuse 0.0 meters. And you're like, Oh man, there's no yeah, excuse. By but, the way, you, even if you don't have to do everything, even if you can't do it, ask somebody to help you go see a friend, get online, go Google it. You know, you can write a book by Googling some subject and, you know, uh, there really, you don't have to personally, people ask me what I did at Disney and I said, nothing. I said, I just made things, made sure things got done. So I hired great people, let them do their job, train, gave them a clear expectations and, uh, you know, treated them well, you know, treating people badly is a bad idea. 
Oh, very much. So. Yeah. <laughs> I said, if you think it's a good idea, try it on your wife. Yeah. Oh. Find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm 20 years going here, uh, and it's going strong so far. <laughs> yeah. I just got 54, so I'm in good shape. Nice. Nice. Yeah. A good number to aspire to. I mean, that's, um, I, I, I don't, no, you definitely don't know. Uh, my wife and I, growing up, experienced five divorces altogether, um, you know, that our parents had gone through. And that was like our one big thing is that we don't fall into that as well. And my mother was married five times. Mm, yeah. So, my you know, mother four times and my, we too, I've been married 54 years. My son's been married 27 years and we broke that thing. And what you did too, you broke that. Somebody's got to break it. Alcohol, drugs, marriage, abuse. God bless you. That's Thank you. Fabulous. Yeah. And it was just, you've already achieved something better than most people. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's worth it too. I mean, it's, it just shows you can yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It takes a lot of humility though. Uh, it's, you know, you, you can't be like in your own head, like I'm the smartest. I'm the man of the house. It, 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 there are a lot of humbling moments. And if it doesn't come from my wife pointing things out, my kids will have pointed things out, Jerry, or they don't call me Jerry. They call me dad. Uh, you know, y- you say you're about this, but we saw you doing this. And you do that a lot. And, and, you know, what is it you really want to do in life? Because I don't think it is to drive a wedge between you and your, your uh, wife. And I'm like, how old are you kids again? <laughs> Where'd you learn this? And they're like, from you, like you, you say it all the time, but we want you to, we want to see you do it. Wow. Well, uh, kids are always watching. They're yeah. observers. Yeah. And, uh, I think I've been blessed that I was, um, humble enough to let them have that reign to, to speak that kind of truth at me, give that feedback to me. And, uh, cause you know, that was something I believe in is that you should be able to take feedback and grow from it. Uh, and if I'm going to shut my kids down because I'm prideful, then I'm, I'm full of stuff and, uh, that that's not who I wanted to be. So yeah, yeah. It, it comes back to, yeah, it's, it's my fault. You know, it's, it's my responsibility as well. And, uh, I love that. I mean, it's just, you're where you are because you took personal responsibility for what you could do. Um, I mean, your son, Dan, he's where he is because he looked at one day and he's like, I'm in charge of my life. And my dad's got this cool formula that works. I want to do that with my flavor. And uh, I'm like, man, Dan's onto something. (laughs) Yeah. And the biggest biggest problem is just deciding to do it. Make the break and you'll be scared. And you'll be first things are not won't go well and but if you got a good plan, you'll finish and you'll go through it and you'll get it done, you'll figure it out. And uh, and get people to advise you and to help you and to and uh, don't go it alone. And make sure your wife's on board before you go though. Oh that's huge. <laughs> that is huge. Yes. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah. we, we had a business meeting a, a couple of weeks ago because, you know, I, I'm leaving, you know, I think I, I mentioned it earlier, I'm leaving my corporate job, um, diving into, I'm going to take a three month sabbatical to really hone in. What is it I'm doing, uh, in the next 10 years of my life? And, uh, I was a little nervous though when she said, we're going to have a business meeting because we'd never had one 21 years, never had a business meeting. Uh, and she's like, and our daughter, who's a business major in college right now, she's going to moderate or mediate the meeting. I'm like, I messed up. I don't know what I did, but I messed up. Um, and then, so we sat down and for two hours, we actually mapped out like, what are we going to do with the three month sabbatical I'm about to take? Um, you know, what are the things that are, are, um, and she was supportive of everything. The idea of starting a business, the idea of publishing a book, 
Uh, and I was thinking, this is not what I was expecting. And she goes, no, you've got everything you need. Uh, but you're also kind of ADHD and all over the place. So we just wanted to help you hone in and get a plan. And I almost started crying. I'm like, wow, this is like, I didn't realize I had that support. And here it is. It's been there the whole time. Uh, well, encouragement's a powerful thing. Yes. Oh, huge. And, you know, Daniel and Valerie wrote his book together. Yeah. We worked on it together every day. And she had ideas and pushed back and forth and corrected and things. And uh, they enjoyed working together on it. And it made it a richer book. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. uh, exposure to a different point of view. Yeah, you know, it's not just his own head. And a French lady has a different point of view than a boy from uh, <laughs> uh, from uh, USA. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, now I mean, oh man, we're oh we're running out of time. I don't I don't want to run out of time. I never like running out of time when I chat with you. Um, so we've talked about the three E's. We've talked about the revisions to creating magic or career uh, career magic career magic. Uh, and where you can buy the book. Uh, before we go, though, any final words you want to share with those listening uh, and thinking about their career? Well, I just always have one, don't underestimate what you can do. And two, don't underestimate the personal influence you have. As you know, with your kids, with people around you, friends, family, uh, you have huge influence. And to be aware of it, uh, be careful what you say and do because people are watching you and they're judging you every second of the day. And... Um, just uh, don't hold yourself back. Uh, give your brain a break. You know, feed your brain just like you do your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your brain needs to be fed every day. And if you've got something you want to write about, there's plenty of uh, resources out there to get more and more content. And uh, think about why you're writing it. You know, how's this going to help somebody? Why should somebody buy it? What will they learn? And you'll be great. It sounds like you got a good support with your wife, too, which is amazing. And uh, yeah, she's awesome. She is so, so awesome. So that's the things you got to do. It's about, you know, don't be waiting for other people to push you. You got to go do it. And if it doesn't work, so what? You go, you can get a job. <laughs> There's millions of jobs that people can't even hire anybody right now. Uh, jo getting a job is the least of the problem. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Lee, I mean, treasure trove of uh, information and wisdom here. And, uh, I'm just so grateful that you were able to take some time this morning and, and spend it with me and with everybody who's listening. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep in touch. I'll, I'll be bugging you again. Every time you do a revision, trust me, I'll be, I'll be there. <laughs> Anytime. If we can help other people think about how to get out of their uh, box. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and uh, there's a big world out there. Yeah. So good. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, Jerry. Yeah. Thank you, Lee. So you heard Lee and I have a conversation about how you can grow your career, create career magic in a sense, by focusing on the three E's, the education you gain over the years, the experience you gain through the work you do, and the exposure you allow to have into your life, meeting new people, going to new settings, and trying new things. So if you liked what you heard in this episode, hit the share button right now and send this on your social media or uh, to a friend through text, email, whatever it is, carrier pigeon, if people still do that uh, and let them know you just listened to a great episode of beyond the rut to, and for them to check it out. Uh, another thing you can do if you don't want to do that is take a selfie of where you are right now listening to this episode and share it on your social media and say, hey, I just listened to an episode of Beyond the Rut with Jerry Dugan, and he had a great conversation with Lee Cockrell about advancing your career, and then put the link to this episode there. 
Now, what's the link? It's beyond the rut.com slash three, three, zero. Uh, so this is episode 330. That's what makes sense in my head. We're going to roll with it. Um, so there you have it. Uh, I'm glad you joined me this week. I look forward to joining you again next week, but until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about cap show is that they have one of the best communities ever as a cap show and myself. I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.